Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I just got so excited. I saw a trailer for Ozark Season 4. Right. And I thought, oh, great fall has arrived. Maybe the birds in Season 4 of the Ozark in November. Then it says it's not coming out till 2022. Ouch. It has really been a long run. Now, I know from what I've read that season four is going to be, there's going to be more episodes than you normally get. Like, I think if uh, you got like 10, you're going to get like 14 or something. But it'll be the final season, right? They announced that already. And I think they're going to split it in two. I think you're getting half and then you got to wait for the other half. Oh, my goodness. Really dragging this out and... Like, I literally have forgotten almost all storyline, except that I remember, you know, the lawyer and what happened to her at the end. I don't want to ruin it for no. anybody who hasn't seen it. But outside of that, like, I can't necessarily remember what happened to the kids or what right. their storyline yeah. was or the blonde girl that works with them at the casino. Yeah, I, re- I remember back a little bit, but I can't, uh, but to her past seasons, but I, I can't really remember season three. It might be one where you got to. Yeah, really kind of go back and and watch, or they need to have one heck of a. Uh, the first episode should probably be rewinding a bit. Yeah, like I don't know what it is or why. Okay, COVID might have played into it, I guess, but a lot of other productions have been been uh, been done through right. COVID. Right? So that excuse doesn't really fly anymore. I'm not sure why with Netflix programming or e- any of the streaming services. Why shows take so long to come back? Like, we, we were watching The Crown, and they're just getting ready for, uh, I think, season five. Right. It, I, I think it's been a real stretch since season four wrapped up. So, it yeah. just seems to be Netflix. Well, I think the pandemic certainly has a, a lot to do with And the fact that we're just impatient, mm. right? You know, normally you'd watch one, you'd get one episode a week throughout the year, and that's it. That's how TV used to work. Right. Now we want entire seasons, and when we binge watch eight of them in a row, right. we're, we're looking, oh, where's season nine? Why do I got to wait? Well, that is the thing, too, right? I mean, regular television, uh, the shows are, uh, you know, 20 to 24 uh, episodes a season. Right. And the streaming services, you get like eight to ten. Yeah. And that's it. Another uh, an hour long, and so it's like a big extended movie, really. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's a that's a drag waiting till twenty twenty two. Well, so then, well, I guess for those who haven't watched it, yeah, here's your chance. You now have yeah. three or four months to just you know binge three seasons of a show that is just so gripping. There are very few movies or TV shows that I get excited about if I meet somebody who hasn't watched them, right? Because I want to sit and watch it with them. Like when I finally got to introduce Maria to the Sopranos, like I just. I was so beside. Like, if if somebody said to me they hadn't seen The Godfather, right? I'd say you got twelve hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to show you something, because you know, the the term spoiler alert never really uh, worked with me because I don't mind knowing how things play out okay. prior to seeing something, because then I'm excited about seeing that moment. Like if somebody said, like when I was watching House of Cards, okay, and I think I can get well. Whatever, if you haven't watched it, it's been around forever. It's your fault. There's a scene where, uh, what's his name, Kevin um, Spacey, Spacey, who played, the, of course, the president, out of nowhere pushes this girl into in front of a subway. It's so shocking of a scene, and you don't expect it to happen. It's one of those moments that I had to rewind like right. two or three times. Like, I can't believe he just did this. Yep. 
First of all, it's so unrealistic. How the hell the president got out of the White House and down into a subway station. Right. But, but anyhow, the fact he did this. So if, if I hadn't seen that and you told me about it, I'd be so excited about that moment coming. Oh, really? It wouldn't bother me that I knew it was going to happen. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's some spoilers that you just can't give away, I think. Like, you know, The Usual Suspects was a classic movie. Right. If you gave that away... Sure, you know, you, you'd ruin the movie for people. But you know, I remember the one of the most shocking scenes I remember was the movie Meet Joe Black mm-hmm. with Brad Pitt. Oh, and he gets hit by right? the bus. And well, and I remember being in the theater. Boy, that's probably the last time I went to the theater. Wow. For, yeah, when you that, must have been on a date to go to the theater to see right. that movie. Well, and I remember going. What is funny because I think there was a group, uh, a big group of us, yeah. right, gone right. And I remember all the girls were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to a Brad Pitt movie. This is great." Yeah. And bam. <laughs> like two minutes in, Brad Pitt's gone. He's like, done. What the yeah. hell? I remember. I remember the same thing with the Titanic. <laughs> I was so shocked how that ended. Well, Bill Cosby has gone from being a bad guy to being a bad guy who roots for other bad guys. <laughs> TMZ caught up with Bill's rep. That's got to be a, a nice gig to have, right? Uh, and he says Bill believes that R. Kelly was railroaded. Oh my. Goodness. I mean, this story, I mean, R. Kelly, this whole situation has been going on forever. I think I remember Chappelle in the Chappelle show making fun of yeah, R. Kelly. Absolutely, and yeah. Peeing and all of this stuff. Um, Gloria Allred, who is the attorney who d- defended uh, some of the women, the victims in these numerous sexual assault cases, she, um, she claims in all her years of being a lawyer, and she's been at this game for a long time. She's seen a lot of things. She claims R. Kelly is the worst she's ever seen. Uh, so for Cosby, you know, as Eddie Murphy once said, just have a Coke and a smile and shut the hell up. Like, right. you, just keep your mouth closed. You got off on a technicality. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be opening your mouth, it better be for a pudding pop at this point. <laughs> because, you know, and read the room. I mean, yeah. I mean. The fact that he's out, maybe this is just, you know, where when you have an entourage around you that support you no matter what, um, they might be feeding you stuff. Yeah. And you might be drinking the Kool-Aid on that one. No pun intended. Right. Very awful one. Um, but, but you know, he's out because of a technicality, not because he was innocent. Mm. Right. Uh, what happened was is that in a plea deal, when he, in a separate case, when he gave his testimony... Uh, he was told by the prosecutor that that will not be used or could not be used. He signed off on a deal that, against him in a criminal proceeding. And mm-hmm. so when they used that admission of guilt mm-hmm. in the criminal proceeding, it was illegal to use. But he still admitted being guilty. Yeah. Right? So in the eyes of the law, because they couldn't use that evidence, technically he was freed. But it's not like you know he was a saint in all of this either. No. Bill Cosby also, in, a, in another comment, said that uh, Charles Manson was uh, misunderstood. Right. <laughs> if you're just starting to date somebody or you've been dating them for a little while, and you're not sure if it's getting serious yet. Uh, people were asked, what are the signs that you know it's serious? Like, I'm still, you know, up in the air about Maria and I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if this is going the distance or not. Right. If I'm really into this. Anyhow, um takes on average about two years of dating before you know if you want to be with someone long term. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the average is two years? Two years, yeah. 
meeting their friends or family members. There's a sign if you yes. start to he or she starts bringing you around to events. Yeah, yeah, because that's a, that's a sign of commitment, right? Like yeah. you're. You're, you're, you're bringing this person to introduce them means they're going to be around longer. More so even when you say bring them to a uh, full family function like a wedding. Right. Like I, you know, I think Maria and I were dating at least a few years before she ever brought me to a, a function. Probably more out of embarrassment than anything. <laughs> Did he borrow that suit from his grandfather? Uh, but that's when you start being introduced to uncles and aunts and what cousins. What part of Italy is he from? <laughs> Not our part, for no. sure. No. But yeah, when you start uh, getting the rounds to uncles and aunts and cousins and grandparents, that's, that's a pretty big sign. Buying an engagement ring. Yeah, I think that's pretty serious. Yes. I would say. That would be on the the more serious level of commitment. I'd run away if somebody just actually always had one on them, ready to go at any time. (laughs) Or she shows up for the first date in her grandmother's wedding dress. Yes, that's not a good sign. Um, When you finally put a label on the relationship. Okay. Like exclusive or dating. Well, I guess that's also now in the in, in the days of social media when you change your relationship status. Mm-hmm. From it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Adrian's the other day. She still has it listed as that. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> um, seeing each other more than once a week. Deleting dating apps like Tinder. Yeah, I would say it's probably time to get rid of right. that if you're yes. into something serious. Yeah, and that's an interesting one, too, because I'm sure, you know, if you were in that online dating world, there's probably a few profiles that you've got going. Yeah. And though you might not check them, mm. have you deleted them? That's a tough button to hit. <laughs> Is this done? Uh, you text or call to say good night or good morning. I remember Maria and I doing a lot of that late night phone chatting. Right. I was always working evenings, and so uh, she'd be at home watching TV or whatever. And you know, I was just—I was at a radio station, so I was just spinning the music. I wasn't even on the air at the time, so we'd be gabbing forever. And it, every conversation, every night, would always end with her falling asleep, you know, and me all- gabbing and not getting a response. <laughs> of all the things to be jealous of when it comes to the dating world now, mm. and what. You know, people have to go through in the dating world now. Yeah, you, you can be de- jealous of of online apps and, and dating apps, the ways to meet people. Yeah. Texting would be one as well. But I think the fact that we don't pay for phone minutes anymore. Right. Right? That it's, it's unlimited on your cell phone yeah. and unlimited long distance. Around the world. <laughs> like yeah. If anyone had been in a long distance relationship and you remember what it was like to have to like, oh man, you were getting up on... 20 minutes, half hour here. Yeah. It's getting expensive. Yeah. <laughs> right? Although it could have been a good out sometimes. Oh, yeah. I've only got three minutes left on my phone. Like, I remember at university, uh, one of the, my roommates was uh, in a long-distance relationship. And so we have a phone bill. Right. Because no one had cell phones. We just had one phone for the house. And he'd be on it, like, all night. <laughs> and at the end of the month, I it was in my name. I'd have to go and, like, you know, calculate right. who owed what. I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like 500 bucks. <laughs> For what? I wonder if they're still together. <laughs> oh, no. I, no. They broke up? Oh, they, absolutely they did. <laughs> um, you don't have to make plans anymore. You just expect you'll be together all the time. Right, gotcha. You've shown each other your favorite hangout spots. I remember the first time I introduced Maria to my rub and tug. <laughs> oh, knew it was love. We knew it was love then. <laughs> 
<laughs> she's, she's like, why are we going to the airport? <laughs> Is he taking me away? Oh, wait. No. I want, no. I want to introduce you to my friend. <laughs> she, he didn't tell me to pack any bags. <laughs> you don't need it. We're not going to be here very long. Although he did say I need to change afterwards. That's right. Uh, and you visited them at work. Oh. You take them to your place of employment. All signs that it's getting pretty serious. So we were tossing around uh, some ideas of things that uh, used to be great, but kind of suck now. For example, most movies, <laughs> the writing these days is not great. And it seems like all the money goes to like Marvel movies. Like there's not, you know, the Bond actually, just the new one, just yes. had its theatrical release in England. Yep. They did a whole thing at Royal Albert Hall. Had the red carpet. The whole deal. Did you see uh, Daniel Craig in the uh, tux he was wearing? It's like a no. red velvet jacket and a black bow tie. So good. He's so slick. He was such a great Bond. Yep. Yeah, he's been um, a great Bond for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, some as the writing, I don't know. I think the editing has kind of changed where it's, it's all about the action, like the CGI yeah. and, and how, yeah. you know. How, so in some senses, some movies have gotten better in that they're so realistic. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there there are certainly a lot of flops. I just find now, that I can't remember the last time I sat and watched a, a, a great movie with just a terrific storyline. Hmm. You know? Uh, I, I like with green, just great script. The Green Book was really good recently, too. That was up for the Oscar. Was that the... Uh, the driver. Yes, was it? Yeah. The, uh, the Italian driving the black musician yeah. across southern... Uh, that was very well done, but I guess, I guess you know, based on a true story, that yeah. kind of helps, right? Yeah. Yeah, I started watching that, and uh, and I thought it was good, and I, I got distracted and, and never got back to it. But, yeah, that'd be a great example of a film just telling a story. Mm-hmm. I do kind of get um, tired of just the explosions and the the, the, the chaos that goes. Well, I mean, listen, I, like you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has done so well for himself mm-hmm. moving from the wrestling world into the acting world. Yeah. But I can't tell some of his movies apart. No. Right? right. <laughs> A lot of them have the exact same plot, theme, everything. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it is said that the news in general, it seems like there's more bad news now than ever. Although yeah. I've always heard that. Right. You know, I've always heard people say, oh, it just seems like there's nothing but bad news. Well, there's just more sources of it. Yeah. Right. And news was, you know, for the most part was always telling bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, is it, there's a lot of it. Yes. But there's also, you know, every channel you turn to has its own dedicated news source. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's now become more entertainment uh, than actual just fact sharing, and it's you know both sides are guilty of that. Uh, there was a time, and I don't know if this was the the the, uh, the case in the states, but I know here in Canada, there was a time that uh, news broadcasting couldn't make money; like it had to be part of your performance, part of your commitment to having a an on air license. Right, was you had to d- n- devote so many hours a week to news broadcasting. That you couldn't, you know, news couldn't be brought to you by Adidas. Gotcha. You know, and now it can. Yeah. Um, The cost of theme parks. I didn't realize this. In 1981, a one-day pass to Disney World was $9.50. That was in 1981. Okay. It's now anywhere between $109 to $159, depending on where you go within 40 years later. Um, Yeah, when I went, uh, that Park Hopper Pass was uh, was $102. 25 bucks per person per person yeah Yeah. um but and you know and and here lies the kicker a lot of american parks are separate prices for local versus visitor 
mm. right? Right. Because you got people who are coming specifically for that. They they nail you on that. Right. Much like, you know, Wonderland buying it. If you're going to go twice, buy a season's pass. Yeah. Right? And yeah. It, or you know, go three times. It, it just makes sense. And that's kind of the break for locals. What is the cost of a season pass at Wonderland now? I, I, I think it's still pretty reasonable. It's very reasonable, yeah. Because I, I, like, I remember every, my birthday's in July, and I remember from the time I was old enough to go to Wonderland on my own, whatever that was, for a few years, I'd get an early birthday gift, and it would be the season pass to Wonderland, right? right? And me and my buddies would, would head out there uh, you know, sometimes two and three times a week over the summer. It's funny too with Wonderland. Like you look at the, around it now, and we said this before, but it really seemed like it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, when it first opened up. <laughs> now you go up the 400 and you exit there at Rutherford or wherever yeah. it is, and, it, and it's right there, and it seems so incredibly close now. But even the building of that mountain, I remember my dad, for some reason, he got invited uh, to a tour of it uh, as it was being built. Oh, really? And it seemed like, it's, like this amazing thing. Yeah. You know, now you look at it, it kind of just looks like a cardboard, you know. Yeah, and, well, and how tall that mountain was yeah, that's at right. one point. Now it's dwarfed by the coasters around. <laughs> that's right. And the condos. Right. Um, yeah, so things like that. Uh, concerts are another great example. Now, I still love to go to a concert, and it's not like the, the, the concert itself suck or are bad now, but the cost to go to a concert. I, the first real concert I went to, was Van Halen, and I remember to this day the ticket price was fifteen dollars. Right, you know, now you can't get a beer <laughs> That's at the show for, <laughs> for fifteen bucks. So uh, a week from tomorrow is when Doug Elliott and Lucky and the lovely Maria will uh, hit the uh, course at El Dorado for the hundred hole hike and supporting youth on course. Wow, I know you you keep saying Maria is hooked on golf, mm. but. I didn't realize to this level. Yeah, yeah. She well, you know, last year she uh, she caddied for you. Yes, of course. And our youngest son David caddied for Doug. And even at that moment, even watching you guys struggle with the sore knees and the sore backs and the the bleeding feet, right? Uh, she was like, you know, next year I'm, I'm determined to play. So, oh, really? Well, she'll be a, a rose between two thorns, yeah. I guess. <laughs> She's probably going to be in there just to make sure you two don't drop the golf gloves ah, and go at it. You and yes. Lucky, uh, you and Dougie in the, the battle for uh, who raises more dough and who wins 100 right. holes of golf. Yeah, well, see, <laughs> again, last year, Doug and I apparently tied. <laughs> which, like, and I know, like, when you're, when you're doing 100 holes, yeah. like, you're not looking for birdies and precision here. It's no. just, like, the, especially the first couple, it's such a speed event, right? Because mm. you're worried about, are you going to get all this in in right. daylight? Right. You don't right. want to be the last guy. No, either. and I had no idea how long it would take to play 100 holes of golf. And thankfully, El Dorado, not the longest golf course out there. No. But when we started, it's like, you better have a pretty good pace going mm-hmm. in, in order to, uh, to get through all of this. And and so like I you know I know I there's one hole I think I was over the back of the green every time and I may have probably bogeyed it every time, but then I came around like you know you and Doug tied I'm like are you serious? <laughs> well, maybe the, the rule has to be explained to Doug that the ball has to go in the hole. Well, <laughs> and that's the, for speed they gave you the gimme reach okay, right, which yeah. is inside the putter but grip. That, but that's still right. a stroke. It's still a, you still count the stroke. <laughs> 
Dougie's one of those where he has this uh, habit of just picking up the ball or just slapping the ball back to you. I'll take par. And say, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> a par. Yeah. So Maria will uh, Maria will have a tough time keeping count of her score when she's trying to keep count of both of yours. Right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, listen, any donations would be great. Uh, youthoncourse.ca, Golf Ontario, Golf Canada will get you through probably to their to their site. But yeah. Youth on Course is the way to get there. Our Facebook page is the ball. Yeah, the 100-hole hike uh, is also something you can type in. That's right. You can go through the rock.fm. And uh, it all goes to a great cause. It helps a lot of young people get into the game of golf, which, of course, like hockey and other sports, is not the cheapest game in the world to play. And so it uh, it helps a lot of young people uh, get uh, introduced to the game. And golf is one of those games. I play it now. I didn't take it up till I was older. And I really wish I had learned it as, as, as a younger guy because somewhere at some point in your life, you're going to be asked to golf yeah. through work or a friendship or maybe a, a guy's getaway for a, a bachelor party. At some point, you're going to have to pick up the, glo- uh, the clubs. Even just to understand the pace of the game, mm-hmm. it, it really is something that we should all learn to play because you're going to get introduced to it whether you want to or not at some point. And listen, I introduce my boys young as well. And, and you know, yes, you teach them a little bit here on the range, but now it's all about learning the etiquette yeah. of the game, which yeah. is, you know, one, the keeping of the rules and being honest in your score. Mm-hmm. And, and two, just, you know, making sure you stay alive out there by not standing in front of someone who's about to hit you in the head. <laughs> Right. Or you you have to, it's a game where you have to have a bit of a heads up going on. And I'll tell you, I played, you know, of course, you know, I host a lot of golf tournaments and charity events. And you you play with varying levels of people. But it always stands out to me, this one tournament I played in. And a guy came up uh, with rental clubs, Mm. right? And uh, basically, he was there for business. It was just. He had to be there. It was a business connection. And so he was invited to it. And he was coming out. And, you know, to meet someone in their 40s who I've seen golfers struggle, mm. but this is like, like takes three or four swings just to hit Had the ball. Never stepped on a Had, golf course. I, maybe once or twice in his wow. life. I probably paid many Play other things, you know, not, he was an athletic person. Yeah. Right? It's, yeah. You know, it's not. You know the 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 typical person you picture when you think of oh they have zero golfing ability, mm. but this person was 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 athletic and just could not golf was not a game they played and had no idea what they were doing and I just thought I, I sat there watching it you know somewhat in frustration somewhat sure. in disbelief and someone just saying boy you're ruining your business opportunity here mm. because you know <laughs> this this is something you. Just to have the conversation. If you want to have a conversation about business mm. while on the golf course, you got to at least be able to golf because now the conversation has just turned to how bad a golfer right. you are. Yeah, and I feel I feel bad for the guy. It felt awful for you him. know. Uh, you you can sign your kids up for hockey and all these other sports, yeah. but really you should teach them how to golf because yeah. it is something they're going to need down the road. For the first four hours, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like golfing with me. <laughs> Anyhow, if the last four, it got a little annoying. <laughs> if you can make a donation to either Doug or Lucky, and of course the lovely Maria, donate to the lovely Maria because it'll help me home too. <laughs> <laughs> you'll not only be helping youth on course, you'll be helping me. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.